You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Brand new episode of Hear the Walking Dead, Cinema Geekly's all-encompassing Omnibus Walking Dead podcast. It is Anthony Lewis along with Aurora Bubaloo to talk more Fear the Walking Dead. It is La Serpiente Day here mm-hmm. on Hear the Walking Dead. The snake. Yes. As it were. Who was the snake in this episode? Was there a snake? Was there an actual yeah. snake? I don't recall seeing a, a real snake. Maybe I missed well, it. Well, they were referring to Strand of course. as the snake. Yeah. He is a slippery dude. He, he I, is. <laughs> I figured it was more metaphorical, like referring to a, a character in the show as opposed to an actual. No, I noticed that there was uh, I, at least two instances where Daniel says La Culebra, which is like this, the snake, mm-hmm. um, to people you know, referring to Strand. And the captions, the closed captions, didn't translate it that way. It, it did not. What did they translate? It did as? not. Um, it was something else. I think it was the, like the cholera or something. Something that it was not <laughs> what he said. And I was like, I wonder how many people might be confused. Yeah. With this. <laughs> so wait, ser- serp- serpiente is serpent. Yes. Colibra is. It's uh, it's a both words can mean serpent. Gotcha. See, like, yeah. I, I hear, so if you tell me, like, it's similar, I hear Colibra, and I think, like, Cobra is what I think of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe that's I think I it's guess it's, like, kind of like snake from. and serpent. Like, maybe, uh, I don't know if one, yeah, I don't know. Ser- Serpiente sounds more sinister, though. Yes, it does. <laughs> You're always more scared of it. Like, if somebody's like, I can give you a snake, or I can give you a serpent. Yes. People are like, snake, please. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing, but serpent just sounds yeah. like evil. Yeah, somehow. it's sinister, yeah. I guess it was too much to ask for a zombie snake in this episode, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like a zombie anaconda. Do you think they zombie. have... Z- I should ask, do you think there's zombie anacondas in like the Amazon, in like Africa, like during this show? I don't know. I mean, have we seen any... I haven't really seen any zombie animals. Animals that are, yeah, zombies, no, right? Like, we've seen horses and dogs and... Tigers. They're all tigers, yeah, and they're fine. (laughs) (sighs) You kind of hope for, like, zombie animals, but... Yeah. You know, whatever. Uh, Let's talk about the episode. It starts with Madison, Strand, and Walker driving to the dam in the water tanker. They encounter a herd of infected. Strand throws a beeping, like a key fab or something, or a key fob. Yeah, Out the window. And it draws the attention of the walkers away from the road along the truck to pass unharmed. Madison, Strand, and Walker pull into a gated parking lot, and Strand pushes a car aside to reveal a sewage grate. Walker does not like the idea of heading underground, but Madison reassures him that this is the best and fastest way uh, to get to where they need to go. So they go into the tunnels. Strand leads Madison and Walker through sewage tunnels, but appears to lose his way. And then he tells Madison and Walker that he's looking for a symbol that Proctor Scouts used to mark the tunnel that leads to the dam. Walker decides to head back to the surface and leaves them. 
Strand tells Madison that Daniel is at the dam, but that Daniel is not very happy with him for misleading him on Ophelia's whereabouts, and that is to say the least. Mm -hmm. Uh, Strand breathes a sigh of relief when Madison informs him that Ophelia is safe at the ranch. As they head down the tunnel, they run into a, well, I call this like the Winnie the Pooh walker. (laughs) Like he's stuck. Yes. (laughs) Um... And uh, they basically have to, like, hatchet him into pieces and to, like, unplug him so they can get through. Yep. Uh, then, of course, blocked up sewage is also released and gushes all over them. Fun day at the office Disgusting. for them. Disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> that was, like, worse than the zombie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he was, like, a pretty grody looking zombie. Yeah. Um, Daniel, Ephraim, and an injured uh, Everado race to the road uh, in a water tanker with an angry mob in pursuit. Daniel attempts to shoot at the mob, but Ephraim orders him to stop. Daniel's group reaches the dam, shuts the gate behind them. Ephraim admonishes Daniel for shooting at the crowd. Daniel sees someone emerging from the pipe. It's Strand! Madison and Mm -hmm. Walker. Madison tells Daniel that Ophelia is alive and that Walker saved her in the desert. She tells them that they've come for water. Daniel takes Madison uh, takes Madison's group to Lola's office. They wait outside as Daniel speaks to her. Madison assures Walker that Daniel will help them. He's a good friend, that Daniel. Uh, Madison asks Lola for water in exchange for resources such as cattle or guns. Lola refuses to make a deal and orders Madison to leave. Later that night, Lola asks Daniel if he's planning on uh, leaving to go be with Ophelia, but Daniel vows to fulfill his promise to Lola by staying at the dam. He believes Ophelia is better off without him. Uh, Walker and Walker tells Strand that he intends to kick Madison, Alicia, Nick, and the ranchers off of the ranch since Madison has ruined their chance to replenish the water supply. Madison speaks privately to Lola and correctly guesses that she fears reprisal from her people if she gives water to the gringos. Mm-hmm. Did she actually say gringos? I think Madison is the one that says that. Oh, it's okay if she yeah. says it then. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, Strand <laughs> helps Ephraim treat uh, Everardo's wound. Ephraim criticizes Daniel for attacking the people whom he believes are merely thirsty and scared. He rejects Daniel's belief that the people are plotting to overtake the dam and maintains that Lola should release the water to everybody. How about we skip to Lola picks a, uh, a neighborhood for the next water distribution run. Daniel worries that the area is a little too hostile, but she argues that giving the residents water will help avoid further resentment. She insists that the people eventually appreciate what she is doing, but Daniel fears the lack of guns that they have to protect them from those who are disgruntled. There is a clear divide between them and how the dam should be operated. Uh, Walker eventually leaves the dam and warns Madison that he is kicking out the ranchers. Daniel tells Mm -hmm. Madison that he plans to stay at the dam to protect Lola. Madison joins Strand at the gate to head back to the ranch. Strand tells Madison to stay away from the water tanker. Moments later, it explodes, blowing open the gate. Infected Mm -hmm. flood inside, Lola's men manage to kill them with help from Madison and Strand. Then Daniel hears an angry mob approaching the breached gate. Lola still doesn't believe the people will revolt against her until she can see the angry mob approaching and shouting, Down with the water queen! Although mm-hmm. I believe in Spanish. Yep. Uh, Lola's crew secure. What would that be in Spanish, by the way? Reina del Agua. Suck it, Water <laughs> Queen. Uh, Lola's crew secures the gate 
just as the rioters arrive, Lola retreats. Uh, in her office, Lola asks Daniel how many guns and munitions they would need to protect the dam. Daniel writes it down, and Madison says, we can do that. Uh, and she says, but hey, we could use about 10,000 or so gallons of water a yes. week until the rains yeah. come. Madison suggests that they make the first trade in five days at the trading post in Mexicali. Lola says, well, hey, uh, how about you give us Ophelia as well? And Madison says, sure. <laughs> Daniel sends off Madison and Strand with a new water tanker provided by Lola, and they drive back to the ranch. Strand admits that he rigged the explosion. Madison and Strand spot Walker on the road, and she says, hey, care for a drink? He smiles and gets inside the cab as some happy music play, and they just roll on down the road. End of show. What did you think of La Serpiente? You know what? I ever since I've, I've watched The Walking Dead, I always say if I if the zombie apocalypse ever happens, mm-hmm. I would like to be like with Rick and Daryl. Yeah. Right. That that's like the the be- the best pairing you can mm-hmm. get to survive. Now I'm changing it. Now I want to be with Madison. Yeah. Yes, and she she's is. Managing. She, right? And she managing. is so sneaky and uh, like all the things she does just to survive. It's mm-hmm. amazing to me. Um, well, yeah, I mean, this episode was good. Uh, I It was really gross, the whole going through the source situation. Oh, yeah. The the poo zombie. <laughs> I could, I, I for a show that is gross by default. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> seeing them crawl through those pipes and yet, like putting their hands on that water mm-hmm. for me was really hard to watch. <laughs> yeah. It's like that scene in a uh, Shawshank redemption where Tim Robbins is, has to crawl through like sewer pipes as well. And yes. he's just like barfing in it while he's yes. crawling through. Yep. Uh, it's really gross. <laughs> we, we say this a lot about this show, by the way. Where it's like we see zombie deaths all the time, but Glenn gets killed and we're like, oh, gruesome. Or somebody <laughs> kills a bunny rabbit and we're like, no, poor bunny. <laughs> Those zombies, though, like we just, you know, the the the, the brutaler, the better. And brutaler is not yes. even a word, but I don't yes. care. Yeah, that, that sewer zombie reminds me of that um, that early walker we saw with when Glenn was in the well. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? I do. Yes. That was so gross. And this one reminded me of, of that walker. <laughs> Especially when, you know, Madison's like, well, we're going to have to cut him off. <laughs> yes. Like, and brigade him too. Like, uh, here's his head. Now you pass <laughs> his head on and here's a torso. And pass yep. that on. You know what? I'm exceedingly disappointed in myself right now. Oh. <laughs> because earlier on, do you remember what I referred to the zombie as earlier? What was it? The uh, the Winnie the Pooh zombie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. he was stuck like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah. But I completely forgot to, to make the pun that he was trapped in a sewer hole with a bunch of poo. And I called him <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. I didn't even think of, like, making the poop joke. Too completely. Missed, I mean, it, it missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. It, they would have worked so good together. <laughs> So does he. You can't go back in time. So, I mean. You can edit. I, I can. I can make it seem like I was really smart instead of passing over that obvious pun. I'm very disappointed. Uh, I like the episode, too. 
they've been doing since they've returned though it's not been a lot of run and gun high excitement mm-hmm. uh craziness um it feels like it's slowed down mm-hmm. and i don't know if i like it i feel like they were kind of going so hot and heavy for those first yeah you know eight episodes that you know i mean the one of the first things we saw was one of the main characters die and yeah. it's like oh my gosh what's going to happen next and uh since since they've returned it's they've definitely slowed the pace down and it's like the last two episodes have literally been about them just getting water yep. uh <laughs> and you know it's important you got to do those things cuz you know this is about survival and you do want to avoid like the Star Trek Voyager problem where people are like, Hey, these, the ship was stranded. How do they like, you know, where do they get all their energy from? Like they they had so many torpedoes. Where do they find all their new weapons at? They fired off a bunch of those things. Yep. Uh, So you don't, you don't want to skip over that. Like these are people trying to survive. This is a survival horror show and you've got to show them surviving and going through the rigors of that. So it's, it's good to show this stuff. But this too kind of just felt like uh, like a throughway episode. Like we're just not throwaway, but a throughway. Like there's they're headed towards something, but right. we haven't got there yet. It's and like it a feels, bridge, like yeah, a bridge episode. Yeah, yeah. Except this, it kind of feels like an ex, like an extension bridge where they're just it's a really long bridge, <laughs> and we're taking a while to get there. Yeah, um, I like the performances uh, performances in this episode, and I always, whenever we get Daniel Salazar, mm-hmm, uh, it's mm-hmm. it's always worth it because he's yep. so good, no matter what it is he's doing. Mm-hmm. I would like to add to you because you had your team of 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 uh, Rick and who was on your other? It was Rick Darryl. and Daryl, and mm-hmm. you replaced that with Madison. Madison and Daniel. That would be like oh, my pick for this show. Yeah. Yeah, for I sure. Mean, I mean, Strand is like the guy who always thinks of like, like he's always the guy who gets out of every situation, which is handy. But I feel like you could yeah, also but get he's, out of a he's selfish too. So yeah, yeah, he could he could end up leaving you high and dry. I feel like Daniel would right. be loyal to you and Madison as well uh, mm-hmm. if she liked you. So, um, yeah. So I don't know. I I don't really have anything specific to pull from this. Yeah, I mean it was it was good. Um I, yeah. I did enjoy that whole scene where Madison and, and Strand are talking in the in the beds mm. and he's telling her, you know, what do you want? If you don't think about your kids, what yeah. do you want? And you know, they had that whole conversation and then she asked him the same thing and he said something like, I don't wanna disappoint my friends, um or something like that. I can't remember the exact line. Mm. Um but then it turns into him giving her what she wanted, which was the water. Um, so I, I, I like that part of it. Um, that was good. But yeah, I agree. It was a, a little bit slow, um, just building up the story a little bit. Yeah. It, yeah. it, it felt like a, a fine episode, but with not a lot of stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I just didn't find like there was a lot of, I mean, and that's not always a, a good thing or a bad thing or whatever. Um, so, I mean, I guess for some people, and I guess for the sake of a podcast, it's not good at all uh, to not have a lot of stuff to talk about. But uh, it was just one of those episodes. It was good. Some things happened, but not that much happened. But it was it was mm-hmm. it was done well. 
Yep. Um, I don't Agreed. know if that sounds. I don't know if that sounds good. I think it sounds worse than the score I gave it, but um, <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll do scores in a minute. We have uh, a fun plug. There's no Think Geek plugs on any of the shows this week because there is a special offer from Fandango, and that's what we're plugging this week. Because why not? Have you seen this yet? I, I like just posted it on the the Facebook page like a. Uh, like a half hour ago. Or I have not seen it. What is it? Uh, so this is a special offer from Fandango for Blade Runner 2049, the Ooh. new Denis Villeneuve film with Ryan Gosling and Harrison Ford, which is, of course, the sequel to the 1982 Ridley Scott Blade Runner movie. And, of course, because this is Fandango, we are talking about pre-ordering movie tickets. But if you're going to pre-order your Blade Runner 2049 movie tickets... Do so by using this specific link, cinemageekly.com slash Blade Runner, and you can pre-order your tickets. And using that link, they will also provide you with one of those pop vinyl figures that the kids love so much. A free surprise pop vinyl from Fandango, along with your Blade Runner tickets. I know there's a lot of people who love them and collect them. Yes, I am one of them. <laughs> so, uh, com slash Blade Runner. Use that link to pre-order your Blade Runner 2049 tickets. And Fandango provides you with a free surprise pop vinyl. So it's a surprise. I wonder I wonder what you end up with then as your pop vinyl. It could be anything. It could be like uh, Kylo Ren from The Force Awakens. Or it could be like uh, Rainbow Dash from My Little Pony. Like, who knows? (laughs) It could be anything. (laughs) I guess that's why it's a surprise. But I think it's cool. I mean, look, if you're going to go see Blade Runner 2049 anyway, you know, this is like a... You might get something cool that you want put on your desk. Or if it's something you don't want, you can be like, here, niece, nephew, or little brother, or sister, or cousin, uh, Merry Christmas. Exactly. Wrap it up. It's a, it's a, it a re- Christmas gift. <laughs> re-gift it. It's a win-win for everybody. Uh, would you, uh, what would you score La Serpiente? I'm going to give it a 3.5. Okay. So I gave it a 3. And mm-hmm. I feel like the way I talked about this episode, I would have scored it lower than a 3. Like I was, I was rethinking it myself as I was talking about the episode. Because I watched it and I wrote down 3. And as I talked about it some more, I'm like, I feel like it's maybe not even a three. It's a three, but I think because I talked so much about how there isn't a lot to talk about in the episode. Yeah. That, that maybe it sounds like it's it's not. It's a fine. It's no, fine. I, it's, a, it's a good episode. Yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, we're, I think we're, you know, comparing it to the previous episodes from the first part of the season. And mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it just feels like things have calmed down dramatically and yeah. all the tensions are... There's still some tension there, but most of the big tension is gone. And it does... It, it feels... I guess it feels a little aimless because I'm not sure where they're headed. Right. Um, now that all this stuff has happened. I, I can't really tell what the big tension point is. Maybe it's something with uh, Troy coming back. Probably, maybe. Yeah, that, we saw some of that in the previews from the next episode. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's kind like of tricky of because you don't know if, if, if it's, like, again, like a daydream or if it's really him coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that is a wrap on the episode for this week. But before we go, head on over to cinemageekly.com 
and check out the archives of Hear the Walking Dead and check out all the other shows we've got going on as well. Some other shows happening at the moment and some uh, at least one show is returning uh, to podcast form sooner rather than later. We're going to have to obviously work on schedules for that, but the Star Trek podcast will be coming back soonish. Um, I think there's a couple of other active shows right now. We finished Defenders, right? We did. We did. Mm -hmm. So... That's a, so actually, there's not that many shows going on. Uh, the DC shows on CW, those are all coming back uh, in early October. So things will be coming back. There's always something happening on the website. Uh, and this show is available, like all of the other shows we have, uh, it's available on iTunes and Google Play Music. Just search for Hear the Walking Dead and hit subscribe. So we shall return with more. There are uh, five episodes left in the season. And uh, then it's like a short break, right? Cause yeah, it's it's the, pretty short. The new Walking Dead season, I think, starts right around Halloween time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only like a couple weeks after that. So we will return for more Fear the Walking Dead, Season 3, Episode 12, called Brother's Keeper. Brother's Keeper. 